taking a while up there, huh? Yeah, I definitely take my process phone. now. I mean, travel, plus, man. I got the little kids, so like that's my privacy area. So that's I'll the just, only room you're gonna get, buddy. That's it. Just go in there. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the toilet probably roughly four hours a day if I'm at home. Jake back. Jake good. Jake's good. Good. I'm on a toilet till somebody else is telling me I have to get off because they need to go on. <laughs> Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking. We're sitting down in the spotlight and squirt circle with Rhino. And we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. Go ahead and grab that chair across the way. All right, this one over here. It's me. What, your chair wasn't good enough? This chair is an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> That's ratings. Well, then you sit in the motherfucker. <laughs> On this, on this show, Vic falls through his chair. <laughs> I feel like that's like the opening of like a news thing. Like the best, the best opening for a news thing is <laughs> like sixty seconds. Oh, sixty God. minutes. Sixty minutes. Sixty seconds. I wish that show was sixty. Hey. On the newspaper page And love and tradition Of the grand design Some people say It's even harder to find Well then there must be Some magic clue Inside these Hello again everybody Out in podcast land It is the Ross Family Matters podcast Coming at you one more time We survived the Cuba episode And... Jack Spade has made it now two shows in a row. So I'm here. So the new Iron Man streak starts. I am Hotshot Scott Williams, Victor Stick Ross, Jack Spade, and we have a very special guest. Uh, you, he's been called many things. He's been called the best referee currently on the indie scene in Wisconsin. He's been called uh, the Ed Hockley of pro wrestling. Um... He's just—he's never been called late for dinner, though. Jesse Bush. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys having me. Definitely appreciate it. We're glad you could make it down finally. Get get you on the show, and uh, we apologize in advance that you have to be subjected to this. But you know, it, <laughs> and I'll go as far as to say he's the best referee we've ever had on the show. I I I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. I appreciate you saying it out loud. I don't know about that. The one thing, though, I, I, he's a great referee, but can he referee and co-host a podcast at the same time? <laughs> I don't know. We know somebody who can, though. So let's let's get a little bit of a backstory on on you and tell us what got you involved. First of all, how did you get involved in wrestling? Absolutely. And was it something you always wanted to do? Did it just kind of come up? Because I told a story a couple of weeks ago, like, I was a fan as a kid, but I sure. never desired to be a pro wrestler. Yep. I was an amateur wrestler in high school, but I just it never I never even knew where to go to be trained to be a pro wrestler. There wasn't even anything I thought about, yep. and then it just kind of found me. But how did you find wrestling? Well, let me tell you. So back when I was a kid, obviously I, as many as people like in the business, they started off. They I watched it when I was a kid. I watched it growing up. And uh, when I became like maybe a teenager or something like that, I, my whole thing was like, you know what? I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it happen. And I got laughed at. <laughs> like It was like, that's not a job. Like, <laughs> like, you can't make money off of that. Like, you go and work at a shoe store, you can make money. But wrestling? Psh, I worked for Al Bundy. I was yeah. going to say, that's not what Al Bundy tells <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is, this is exactly what happened. So, so when I did thought about being a wrestler years ago when I was about maybe 16, 17. I got laughed at and I was like, whoa, I guess I won't wrestle and then forget that. That's that's out the question, right? So fast forward to being an adult and I can make my own decisions and rules and whatever I want to do. Uh, you know, late bloomer, I decided, hey, you know what? 
I'm gonna go ahead and still try to give this wrestling thing a shot. See if I can make it happen. See if I can go ahead and do it. Um, I, I went in, I, I looked up on online, just kind of threw some stuff out there. Hey, wrestling school's in, in Milwaukee. And sure enough, the first thing that showed up was uh, Brew City Wrestling. That's 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 where I ended up at when I first when I first jumped in the jump ship, uh, 2012. When I jumped in, uh, oh, wow. okay. uh, I went down, um, seen a show. It was uh, I think it was like their first show at the Knights of Columbus here in Milwaukee. I'm like, man, I didn't even know they did local wrestling. Like, this is a thing. Like, sure. <laughs> I'm just looking for a school, and it was like, what? There's a you can actually go and see uh, uh, an actual local show. I had no clue local wrestling was a thing. At all at that point in time, um, I went in, paid a ticket, sat down, watched the show. I was like, "This is pretty cool. You're up close. Um, it's a lot of interaction. This is not like it is on television. This is kind of cool. This is kind of nice." Yeah. Um, as soon as uh, the show was like, I think it was like hit an intermission or something. I, I can't remember who I ran into. Um, I honestly cannot remember who I ran into, but I talked to somebody there, and I was like, "I wanna, I wanna." learn how to do this. I want to train. I want to get into this. And uh, I'm 27. I know I'm, I'm a little bit older, but whatever, you know, this is where that whole like Diamond Dallas Page thing like kicks in. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Angel Armani was 37, the, right? So when he's man, I'm like, you know what, if, if he can do it, he was like straight up my auto because I'm like, if he can do it at that age and still break it and break the internet and everywhere else and all the boundaries, I can go ahead and try to make it happen. So sure. I jump in, um, I asked them about it, and they were like, all right, so after the show, you want to talk to this guy named Frank DeFalco. I, I knew about him, but I didn't know about him, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I knew about him, but I didn't know about him. Um, show ends, I meet Frank. Um, Frankie's like, hey, uh, kid, if you want to go ahead and get into this business, be at this next show. He lets me know about the next show. And from there, I, I got into I got into it and started training. Just and this like was that. before he had the thumpers. Then he didn't even have a building, so you'd have to get there on show days and yes. train before the shows yes. and work out and all that. Yes, I I started. I can't even call their names anymore. I started with like four or five other kids that started with me on the same day. All of them dropped out. I was probably the, I'm, I'm the only one. I was the sole survivor of that four or five class that started on those show days that would come there and help set up learn the ropes, and still continue to do it today. So what made you transition? How did you transition from you want to be a wrestler to into a referee? And we'll get into it a little bit later about how important yet um, unnoticed referees should be, right? Because oh, absolutely. You know, I always feel like bringing out to the referees, you only notice them when they're bad. When they're good, <laughs> right? You know, they're 100%. doing their job, right? Yep. <laughs> so... In this respect, though, what made you think, okay, you know, I still did you still want to wrestle? Did you start doing both and then just gravitated to refereeing? Like so, so when I came in, my whole idea was to be the biggest name, marquee. I'm, I'm gonna be like the Rock, right? I'm be making movies. I'm gonna be a big wrestler. This is what's gonna happen. Um, so when I started off, they wanted to bring me in at it, it kind of like how a lot of the boys start off. Um, a lot of people in the business. It put you into some kind of role. So I started off doing security first, um, and then all of a sudden I transitioned. They were like, we're going to have you referee a match. <laughs> sure, why not? Because we want to get you, you should know everything about wrestling. If you're going to do it, you should at least know how to referee as well. I, I think almost everybody has went through it. Uh, yeah, and the thing about refereeing that you really, if, if you that don't look, if you haven't done it, you just look at it as a fan or an observer, mm -hmm. is you have to understand and really be good at ring placement and presence because it's so easy if you're not doing your spot and you don't have the right footwork to be in the way, right? So absolutely, it really does all kind of meld in. Absolutely, you as a ref, you get the best seat in the house. You get to learn up close and personal. You kind of hear, you kind of hear things that nobody else hears. You kind of see things that nobody else will see. So it's it's a great way to learn if you're gonna go ahead and wrestle and and be this big star that you want to be. So when I got thrown in as being a ref, um, at that point in time, I still was like, I'm going to go ahead and be this big wrestler. This is just a stepping stone. I'm going to go ahead and be a wrestler. Um, the way I stayed into the stripes, I, um, it came down to where me and my wife were going to have our first kid. Um, it's where it gets all depressing, right? So we were going to have our first kid. Uh, we were, we've been trying for years. Finally got our kid. Awesome. 
Um, my cousin actually came to this show. Um, this is just like the weirdest thing. I, this is why I always remember it. My cousin came to this show. My family never comes to like, they don't, it's not that they don't support me, it's just that they usually don't make it to shows because they got things going on and I 100% get it. Yeah. Um, my cousin made it down to this show down at uh, State Fair. It's uh, where Bruce City does the, the, the State Fair shows. Yeah. Which was awesome. I'm finally on the show. Yeah, the opening day of State Fair. 100%. I, I'm finally repping on this show. I'm going to be involved in it. This is great. It's a lot of people. Um, and he's there. Um, I'm in the ring. Uh, once I get done with my match, I can't remember what match I was calling or, or doing. I go to the back, and my cousin's backstage. I'm like thinking, this is weird. Why are you? <laughs> what are you doing backstage? You have nothing to do with this business whatsoever. Why are you back here? What is going on? So he tells me, he's like, dude, why aren't you answering your phone? On show days, I always turn my phone off. That's just how it is. It's I want to be focused on what's going on in the ring. I don't care what's going on anywhere else. Um, he's like, yeah, well, your wife is trying to get a hold of you. You need to go ahead and answer your phone. Uh, so I go ahead, turn the phone on. 500 messages show up. I don't know. Uh, I finally call her back, and and she's upset she's like you know something's going wrong i don't know what it is but i need to go to the hospital like right now i'm like okay this is terrible but i turn to frankie i tell him what's up and he's like dude family first you need to go right now and this is mid show um and frankie does two shows down at state fair he's like you need to go this is first show you need to go get out of here bye so I take off, I get I get her to the hospital and everything, and later on they let us know, like, hey, um, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but you guys are gonna lose this kid. You know, that was our, that was our first kid, and, and we ended up losing him. Um, it sucks, but at the same time, it, you know, it is, it is what it is. Right. Um, when I tried to come back, it didn't really work out for me. Because, and, and when I talked to somebody else, and I don't wanna say it was like a shrink or something I talked to, but when I talked to somebody else, it was more so like, you know, you may have associated the whole passing of your child with you being in the ring, and it just kind of meshed together, and sure. now you don't really want to do it anymore. So I told Frankie what was up, and Frankie 100% understood, and he was like, when you can come back, you can come back. Wrestling will always be here. Right. You know, that was the first time I heard about wrestling will always be here. You know, do handle your family. And and I kind of left for like a year. Gotcha. I left for like a year. Um... When I came back, <laughs> um, I didn't really want to wrestle as much. Well, what made you make that decision when you were gone for the year? What made sure. you decide, like, okay, it's it's time. I want to go. Oh, I missed it, man. This that that itch was still there. Like, <laughs> like there is nothing. There is nothing like being in the middle of the ring with the fans and and doing what you're doing, even as a ref. Like, there's just nothing like it. Uh, I don't care. How many roller coasters you get on, or or whatever you do, thrill wise. When you're in the middle of the ring with these fans doing their thing and going crazy and going nuts, it's it's nothing like it. That itch will hit you sure. if you step away from this business. And that's and that was something that definitely hit me. I was like, you know what? I'm going back. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm going back. This is happening. Um, so when I went back, um, Frankie, when I was skipping a beat, was like, you got your gear? Yes. Cool. You're 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 gonna be on doing this. It was like awesome that's that's great i appreciate you still let me step in and do what i do um so i kind of still sort of was gonna wrestle but it was slow yeah. <laughs> it was slow yeah and you'd been out a year from the actual yes yep training to be a wrestler exactly i wasn't really showing up to train as much or jump in the ring as soon as i want you know as quick as i usually usually i'm the first guy there and i'm like suited and ready to go because like you said the thumpers then wasn't there so you had to be suited and booted, ready to go, and we had to see who's gonna like be able to work with you that day. Right. Um, which a lot of times it was Matt, Matt Winchester. Yeah. He was yeah. able to jump in there. Um, um, uh, Jesus Christ, JP, JP was always there, ready to ready to help out. But Sean Priest was a guy who was like, cause he he's like always wanting to learn. He's yeah. always wanting to learn something new or work on something. So Sean Priest will be forever in the middle of this ring. And be like, dude, let's go. You know, whatever you, you know, you want to learn something, you want to do something. I need to work on stuff too. I'm gonna grab you. You'll be my dummy. And for me, you know, working with you, you'll learn some things. Let's go. Forever, no, like forever, day grabbing on me, which was great. Um, so I, I would, con I continued on with that for a while, and then it kind of finally happened where, uh, what was it, 2014? This is when uh, I actually had my first match. 
this is where it led to me actually having a match, which um, it happened not at Bruce City, but in ICW from Kurt. Kurt um, was like, we're going to put you on. You got, if, you, if you want a match, we'll put you on. We'll put you in here. And, um, and that was against Nathan Gus. Okay. Rage and Nathan Gus, that guy. Who, Just uh, saw him over the weekend. I haven't seen him in a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's probably been a year almost now, if not longer. Um, good dude. He, um, we went over everything. We got in the ring. I forgot everything. <laughs> I was straight up forgot everything, man. It just went it went in one ear and I got out there, did my whole intro, it was great, baby face fire, got in the ring, didn't know anything. It was terrible. I was terrible. Like sure, sure. Thank God Nathan was there, you know, and, and kinda still strung me along. Um, went to the back, told me everything I did wrong. <laughs> which was pretty much everything, which was great though, it was fine. Um and I still at that time wanted to wrestle, but the referee thing just kind of—I don't know—I I got really well, like really good at it. So, I just—I just got really good at it. So, how many matches total did you then have? Was it just that was my first, and then I had one more. Okay. Um, and I'm proud to say it was actually for the ICW title. This counts. Oh wow! Uh, it was this, this counts <laughs> because it was a gauntlet oh, gotcha. okay. <laughs> for the ICW championship. Um, I was the first man out. I mean, Eddie ate me, uh, Eddie, uh, Xavier, Mustafa, Eddie, yeah. Yeah, Xavier Mustafa, he was champ, he ate me up, right, he, he killed me, it was great though, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I kind of popped the, the crowd a little bit, which is great, I did like a little push-up routine, you know, I told him I was going to body slam Eddie, and they're just like, <laughs> dude, yeah, okay, <laughs> like, this guy's dreaming, who is he, so, that went over, and I got squashed out, and that was pretty much it, that was my whole wrestling in-ring, boots. so you had two matches, two matches, you have a, uh... A show coming up for Legacy. Yes. Um, that's, I mean, this may have already aired. It dep- I don't know if it'll air in time um, because we're a couple weeks ahead. But uh, you're, you're, you're taking on Angel Armani. This is a thing. Um, so that will be, first of all, from people, we've known Angel Armani for years. We've wrestled in the ring with Angel Armani, against him, with him. Good luck. Yeah, there, are, there are people that <laughs> yep. will not wrestle Angel Armani because they're afraid of it. And not because he's going to hurt you, sure. but because he's going to verbally give you a tongue lashing, sometimes in the middle of the <laughs> ring. Oh, man. But it should be fun. You guys have built a really good storyline there over the last three shows that's ca- kind of culminating in the referee who has been, you know, uh, kind of the, the target of some of Angel Armani's attacks, getting the one-on-one match with him. So that should be... I'm, should I'm be excited. I'm excited. I don't know if you believe this or not, but he really has mellowed out over the years. Yeah, he has. Really? Oh my God! <laughs> really? Oh, easily. Ten times yeah. worse. There was ten times worse than what it is right now yeah. because yes. he's up there right about now. No, so. he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's it's really. Mild, it actually it's makes us. me sad to see how the fire has been extinguished in him a little bit. What? Oh yeah, yeah. he used to. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think it'll be it'll be fun, and I'm glad I'll be at that event. Obviously, working. Right. I'd be happy to be part of that. Um, all right, so a couple more things, and we're gonna dig into the hat here. So you've heard the show before, a little bit, a little, a little bit. bit, a little okay. bit. I have a question before we oh, go there. Oh, of course. Oh, boy. Without getting into financials and whatnot, sure. Can I ask you how you got the collar and elbow uh, <laughs> sponsorship? Um, I honestly, I, I saw that it was happening, and I saw it was new, and I was like, why not? So I, I honestly went on there. It was a little link that said, hey, do you want to be a sponsored by collar and elbow? I shot something out to them. I shot them my little essay of my career, and I was shocked as everybody else when they hit me back and was like, absolutely, let's do it. I was shocked. I, I wasn't expecting them to even hit me back, to be honest. But, yeah, um, with that being said, though, I, I mean, I do talk to Al. I like him. He's a, he likes me, which is cool. But at the same time, it's not like I had an end. It just kind of right. happened. Sure. <laughs> it's cool shit, man. I, I appreciate it. I like it. I, I'm glad I get to be a part of them. I, I wear their product usually all the time. Um, try to support as much as possible. And it's still hard to go ahead and get people to go ahead and, and bite on the product sometimes. But hey, it's, <laughs> I, I like being a part of them big time. What Can you give just a, a brief uh, for people who aren't sure what that is? Help everybody who's listening what? Oh, absolutely. Collar and Elbow is the support of professional wrestling, period. Um, even lo- a, a lot of it is local, but a lot of it is just wrestling in general. It's it's the love and support of professional wrestling. 
Um, and that's why, and that was the biggest reason why I went ahead and was like, I want to go ahead and join it. It'd be kind of cool because I like pro wrestling. I love it. I think it's, I think it's cool that somebody was like, hey, I want to make a, a clothing line or something that shows support for it. So if you actually look at a lot of their 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 gear that they have, it's always talking about support your local wrestler. Gotcha. You know, and is there a website they can go check in? Um. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, www. Uh, collar and elbow, but so it's like collarxelbow.com. and you go there, check them out. It's awesome stuff. Can't hate on it. Excellent. So we have three segments we do on this show. The, the third one is new. We'll do it at the end of the show where Jack Spade reads a, a Facebook post from one of our good friends, but we won't say who it is. <laughs> okay. So I get nervous. Um, okay. The other one is what you've been got going on, which we'll kind of go through in a minute. But this is the one that makes a lot of our first-time guests a little uneasy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm going to have to set this up for you. There is nobody sitting at this table that, um, that is gay. Sure. However, if we were, it would be okay. If you told me you were, Vic, you'd still be my best friend. You know? Exactly. Definitely got nervous right about now. But, but there is a segment we started because somebody asked us. It was a topic that we pulled out of the hat. The topic was who you gave for. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we were forced to answer, like, if we had to be, who would it be? So now we make everybody who comes on the show as uncomfortable as the question made us at first. So we asked the question... Who you gave for, and we'll we'll go around and we'll say our answers again. I said Justin Timberlake. Like if I had to pick somebody, sure. right? Sure. I've got Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I would right. take Ryan Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> oh, so man. so again, it's not. It, nobody will think. Nobody's saying that you are gay. Because we know you're not. <laughs> Whether you are or not, because it don't matter. Wife to us. and a family, and but if you had to be, is there somebody? So nervous right now. Yeah, who would it be? <laughs> so nervous right now. So if I had, if you had to be, you could be anybody you will. It could be somebody famous. It could be somebody. It could be an actor. It could be an author. It doesn't matter. I still have to say it because the reason I got in this whole business, The Rock. There you go. That's oh, we've it. Had, we've that's had that it. answer quite that's a bit. It. Yeah. That's yeah. Every time we get The Rock, that's you it. know who's going to be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. This See, is that it. wasn't so it's bad, it. right? Hey, Jesse, in that dynamic, you're Kevin Hart, okay? <laughs> I bet I am. One hundred percent. I bet. Um. All right. And then, as as far as what you've been got going on, we know you've got the show coming up for Legacy. Anything else beyond it? Anything you got coming up end of October, early November that you want to let everybody know what you've been got going? Um. On? It's 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 a lot of wrestling going on out there, but I mean GLCW, they're coming back. They working with That'd be nice if I am. It's not in the hands of the yeah, yeah, normal yeah. guy, so right, we'll right. see. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be there because right. the ring will be there, which I owe a lot of thanks to that ring. Um, so we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Jack Spade, what you been got going on? Oh, I ain't nothing. How's the knee? <laughs> what, what percentage is the knee at? Point three. Oh, a little bit of a downgrade from last week. Oh, a lot of bit of a downgrade. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I've got some MIAW shows coming up. I've got some River City Championship Wrestling shows coming up. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to miss the Legacy show where Jesse takes on Angel uh, Armani at Night of Champions. He'll be in lacrosse. I'll be in lacrosse. I understand that. But I look forward to returning there in the future. And, and much like you, I've got the MIAW shows coming up. All the Bruce City shows in Waukesha are on the docket for me. All the legacy shows yeah. and uh, ACW, including uh, their anniversary show coming up at the very end of November, the day before Blizzard Brawl, hey. is the ACW anniversary show. And it should be amazing as all of their shows are. So. Sweet. So, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all. Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's right. Facebook.com slash The Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at The Grapple Talk. Man, that was a really good promo. That was. High five. Oh, yeah. Hey guys, AC Riley here. Be sure to check out the Lonesome Road podcast right here on the Grapple Talk Network. Join me for my trips across the Midwest as I interview wrestlers, get stories, and much, much more. Head on over and check out the Lonesome Road podcast right now on the Grapple Talk Network. This is your road. When you come, you'll walk it alone. 
everybody. This is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. This is a different commercial. Ha! You've been hearing the same one forever. Listen, don't listen to the Ross Family Podcast. Don't listen to them. They have had me trapped downstairs for a long time. And they won't let me eat. Don't listen to them. Don't. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into this hat. So here's how this is going to work. Oh, I'm going to shake up these things. Now, all of these things in here were, were things, there were a couple hundred things that people sent to us as topics. Okay. So we don't know what's in there. I mean, we know what's the, we know that there's 200 things in there, but we don't know what's going to come out because we're going to each take a turn picking out of the hat. Yeah. They stick together because they're post-its. Sure. Uh, they don't open easily. They're also written by me, so they're almost uh, completely they're, illegible. Yeah, they're, yeah. So, right. so you can't <laughs> read it, you can give it to me. And if you look directly in it, you'll probably see some of them. And if you yeah, can't read it, just look. say Baron versus Savage. <laughs> it, that I'm not going to look. I would just rather go ahead and pull it out of here this year. I think I got Strange Wrestling Persona. Let me see it. Right? Right? Yes? Oh, wait. Strange wrestling personalities. There we go. There we go. I open okay. it up. I should open it up. I'll start with a couple. Checkmate. Very strange. <laughs> hey. All right. Bugsy McGraw. Bugsy McGraw for sure. Very yeah. strange wrestling I'm personality. I'm not sure if this question is pointed at strange wrestling personalities who wrestled. Or, <laughs> or wrestlers people, who are strange in or, real life. Or people that you ran into because of the wrestling business who are incredibly strange. Well, just about, I would say at least six or seven people in every wrestling crowd. Yep. I would probably have never crossed paths with, and oh, would probably feel better for not. Um, but if so, I'm going to answer both ways. So, from a personality standpoint, obviously we can go through personas, we can go through all the gimmicks that Vince ran through the '90s, and there were a lot of stupid ones, and we've kind of done that before, right? Mm-hmm. As far as strange personalities. Like, who are some of the stranger people we've met? I mean, uh, Jason Masters. He's different. He's different. He's a different guy. I met him, obviously, through this business. Um, I'm going to throw one at you. Yeah. Jesse, I don't know if you've had the pleasure, because he's, uh, like, Minnesota, western Wisconsin. Okay. Dirty Ernie. Oh, my God. Dirty Ernie. Oh. Can't say Yeah, you can throw Dirty Ernie and Bad Boy Brian in that same... (laughs) same group well we got the entire first miaw crowd we ever witnessed that was a thing that man. was <laughs> that was a thing did we ever know. tell that here i don't think so so we went to an armani show and this is when we were first coming back into the business myself and jim so we just went down to an armani show because vic was basically greasing the wheels to try to get us to work somewhere legitimate instead of where we were um so we go there and we sit in the crowd and it's literally like they bust this crowd yeah. in. Like they yes. on a very short bus if you follow. There was a dude in like a there. basketball there. jersey and he had sweatpants on over the basketball jersey and it was like Yeah, up. like it was tucked in. Yeah. And they were pulled up like to under his armpits, like Yeah. And he was like yelling at people. Did he go did 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 long time? He did. There was people who looked like they were just leaving the meth clinic when they oh, when yes, they got there. Yes. Like, Did you know that back? What would what would that have been like? Uh, that year? Yeah, like oh nine, oh uh, eight. No, it would have been even before that. I think. Well, whatever Se- year it was, uh, if you successfully did thirty days in rehab, you got two tickets. To MIW. <laughs> <laughs> if if you flunked out of rehab, Whoa. you got four tickets. Nice. Something nice. just broke on the yeah, drum kit my, here. My symbol here, I can fix that. What about you, Jesse? Strangest people you've met through strangest, wrestling. There's some strange. I mean, they could, you know, and they could be wrestlers. They could be, they could be former famous wrestlers, right? Oh yeah. That you meet, and then you're like, oh, that guy's. I mean, because I'll be, because I'll be honest, like. Um, uh, uh, Sawyer, uh, not Buzz Sawyer, Bart, Bart. Sawyer. Bart Sawyer. Yeah. Strange fella. Sure. Drank a cup of piss. Sure did. That's a true story. <laughs> made it happen, okay. Um, 
in a bar. Uh, it was actually Matt Winchester's piss. Matt Winchester had had about enough of him. So let me go get you a beer. And yeah. came back and a guy downed it like a champ. This guy. Yeah, I had no idea that he was drinking <laughs> human urine. He's um, quite all right. Which, by the way, if you drink enough of that, it'll kill you. Buck Zumhoff was a stranger, even before all the legal stuff, you just knew there was something weird about him, right? Yeah. You just knew, because I worked shows with him, you knew he was off. Like, you just all knew right. he was off. Any, did you ever encounter anything like that? You know, uh, I would have to say, and this shouldn't even be a surprise, to be honest, Jake the Snake Roberts, okay. when I met him, when he came to Brew City, yeah. that, was, that was a thing. What it's, year was that? This, this was 2000. 14? 14, yeah. This was 2014. Before or after? I think before. This is after. This is after. It was after. He it started. was after. Yeah. That's why I say it was a okay. strange personality. Because if it was before, it'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, it was It was definitely after. Guys all cleaned up, but his personality that he gave off, I mean, it was like, dude, I, I wanted to meet you, but this is kind of weird. He's off still, so this, yeah. is, <laughs> this is, this is kind of odd. Let's be honest. Like he'll, he'll admit to you all this stuff he ingested in his body that stuff has a residual effect yeah you can't spend 40 years abusing your brain and just expect it to be <laughs> like that once you stop for a week I yeah mean. yeah so yeah that makes a lot of sense all right i think we've sufficiently answered that. yeah i'm good on that you're good on that but yeah. checkmate's still a weird person <laughs> yeah i got it he did the armadillo man yeah he did the armadillo the armadillo's got to come back i'll bring it back if I ever get my retirement match. There you go. Grease 2 in the Bell Beaver. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> you ever see Grease 2? I did not. Are you familiar no, with the Bell not, Beaver? I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about Grease, but I did not see Grease 2. Well, Grease 2 is better, so you should Grease see it. Grease 2 is not. It's better. <laughs> it's, it's really. Livewire and his best friends. Okay. I don't know about his best friends yet. I'm just going to say two things. Flip a switch and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to you. Do you know Livewire, Jesse? I unfortunately do not. Uh, no, fortunately well, no, you're not. <laughs> He's a promoter right. way up north. Copy that. All right. So Livewire is known for running shows in the Toma area. Hmm. Toma, Wisconsin. All right. And right in Ed Gein's backyard. We should get it right, though. He wasn't known just for running. He was, he was only running shows because he no longer was working. That's accurate. Anywhere. He began to promote shows because he wasn't getting booked elsewhere. Which is fine, because we've all been there. You sure were. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Livewire had this thing where he would always book a name. Okay. All right. Okay. And at this point, Jesse, I want you to just pick a name, just any famous person you can think of. Sure. Tip Road me. Dog Jesse James. Road Dog Jesse James. There Great. You go. So the show would start, and Livewire would come out, and he'd say, "Man, I just got off the phone with my best friend, the Road Dog Jesse James, no. and he is 20 minutes from the building. He's excited. He can't wait to see you all." No. Okay. But he would say it in such a way, it would sound more like, I just got off the phone with my good friend Brian Armstrong. You might know him as the road dog, uh, Jesse. Yeah. 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 So, he was definitely that guy. So then, before the match would begin, right? Sure. So like live, uh, the heels would come out, and then Livewire would come out, and then the name would get his own, right? So you'd hear, oh, you didn't know, and then he'd come strolling down, and he'd get in the ring, and he'd grab the microphone, and he would say, when I got a call from my best friend in the business, Livewire. And Man. this would happen on every show with whatever name he brought in. Perry Saturn. Yeah. James Storm. Yeah. Two Cold Scorpio. Yeah. Rhino. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. And so on and so forth to the point that if he had any repeat customers... They had to wonder how many best friends did this guy have. Yep, yep. He was uh, he was a real piece of work. And the reason he stopped getting booked and he had to run his own shows is because he was getting upset because he was getting booked to lose. Yes. Yeah. Because oh, he was a huge a... mark. And obviously, you've heard the bigger the biggest marks in wrestling are behind the curtain, right? You know? I've heard this so but many times. But he he certainly fit that. This is the guy. Anyway. He was That's the, the guy. One. 
Um, and then uh, we've told the story. I'll just for context. We wrestled an outdoor show for him once. All, all of us, Masters in Ironton, Wisconsin. In Ironton, Wisconsin. It was outside. The show was supposed to start at seven. It started at like nine thirty, and there were no lights out there, so everybody had a. This is a true story. Yeah. Pull their trucks up and turn the headlights on <laughs> so we could and, and. see. <laughs> and the reason it started at nine thirty <laughs> was because the name on that show was Bad Boy Brian, the Midget. Okay. Of course. Or a little person, whatever, whatever it is. But, he called himself a midget, so we can say. That's but he had he had a secondary right. gimmick that he paired with his wrestling, which is where he would allow drunken people in bars to grease him up and send him down a chute to knock over pins on, on his belly on yeah. a skateboard. Yeah, he oh. would do midget bowling, and they were, he didn't want to stop doing that because he was making money. So he held up the start of the show so he could keep all the wrestling fans inside the bar, right. shooting yep. him down a, a grease it. lane. How did I miss all of this? I've never seen that. Yeah, you've, you didn't miss like anything. It sounds like something I need to see. You sure didn't miss it's still happening. <laughs> I'm sure it is. So that's that's the that's the context of Livewire. Um, I don't know. I still haven't decided who's worse, Livewire or Julian Bradley. It's Livewire. Yeah. Who who did you? Uh, what promoter have you ever worked for that you were like this? This yeah. is not good. Because I know you've done some road trips, right? You've gone I've definitely there. done a lot of road trips. To be honest, I, I can't say I've been in a promotion where it was like, oh, man, why am I here? Honestly. So you didn't work for I, Burke Prentice? Uh, no. Okay. Can I tell you See? something? See? That's what I'm saying. Can I tell you something? <laughs> yeah. That shit's coming. Right. <laughs> it's still it's coming? Unavo- it's unavoidable. <laughs> it's yeah, you're going to get, yeah. It, it hasn't happened. It Somebody's going to tell you I got happened. a booking? Yep. You can come with me? Yeah, or you'll have one. Like, you'll have something fall through on a Saturday. Sure. And something will be close to where you're going to be at on Friday. And you'll be like, yeah, let's do it. And then... Bam! You just watch the whole world crumble around you. And then it's like, it's dudes in clown suits. Yep. Wrestling children. Yep. And you're like, what am I doing here? (laughs) Or it's 17 guys wearing the same tap-out shirt. Why is that guy wearing a singlet and slippers right now? (laughs) (laughs) What what is happening? Look at another guy with kick pads and tennis shoes. That's the 15th guy we've seen on this show. And they're the same ones. I've been lucky then, man. You've been lucky. People have been protecting you. I want to call it that. That shit is coming. (laughs) And if it's not coming from somebody else, we'll set you up. Yeah, we appreciate (laughs) it. Yeah, there's there's a place in Tennessee that you would love. (laughs) We're going. We're going. We're getting there. Once you get your passport. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need a passport to get into Tennessee. I was there. That was a whole other country. (laughs) A whole other world. Yes. All right. Uh, Let's see. Vic Ross's, what is that word? Irregularity. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I, I am not. I'm not sure that I'm familiar. With the, uh, the, well, I mean, that had to be one of your sons, right? If you have, here's the thing. <coughs> we all, because of our shitty diets, you not counting, because you're in the best shape of anybody that we've had on that chair since we probably started. <laughs> yeah. But because of our shitty diets, we have bouts of stomach issues that will pop up from time to time. Yes. I eat Especially so badly, I got malaria once. <laughs> um, but I, is he referring to, the, whoever wrote this, the your strawberry milk? and? It could be that. Okay. Um, oh, wait, what? <laughs> well, everybody says it's strawberry milk, but it's not strawberry milk. It's chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. I love chocolate milk. Okay. Yeah. And it's, but it doesn't like him. And in like... Small doses, gotcha. I'm perfectly fine. Makes but sense. I never buy it in small doses. I always, <laughs> always buy like a quarter. You gotta load up. You're okay, do it. <laughs> right. So we were coming back from lacrosse in. Do you know Monica? Yes. Okay, great. Yes. So Monica was our driver, okay. and she had borrowed her mother's brand new minivan. Oh. And oh. we ate at the North Country Steak Buffet. Yeah, good place. And. I had a salad, which sounds great, right? Sure, absolutely. Apparently, when you take Thousand Island dressing and then mix it with chocolate milk, <laughs> it makes the most sulfuric, gaseous smells in the world. So there I am in the far back of this van, <laughs> and 
anybody who's ever been in a minivan knows that there's no windows to open past the front seat. Yep. So I let the first one out because my searing stomach pains told me I had better. <laughs> and as soon as it hit my nostrils, I was like, oh man, everyone's about to hate me so much. Next seat up is Scott, who doesn't say anything. <laughs> well, what, nice guy, Scott. What can you right, say? Yeah, you right. Like, this you, is true. I can't say, put it back right. in. <laughs> and, then, and then it hit the front seat where Jason Masters and Monica were. At which point they both were like, whoa. And the windows went down. And Jesse, it wouldn't stop. <laughs> they were fast and they were furious. And at one point, Buck Too fast said, for y'all. At one point, Buck said, "Scott, how are you? De- how are you dealing with that?" And his response was just pure comedic gold at the time. And he said, "It ain't good." <laughs> it wasn't good. It certainly wasn't. Should good. I tell the Admiral story? Yeah, let's do. I, I have we. T- I don't think we've ever told. You've the never Admiral told story. that one on here before. So Lane got some tickets. To go to the Admirals game. Yep, that's true. And with Harley Hopcat? He was we there, there. We saw him. With his fiance at the time. Um, and after the game was a free comedy concert by Gallagher. Oh. Hmm. You know Gallagher? You old enough know, to know who Gallagher is? I know Gallagher. Okay. So I'm like, cool, man, let's do it. So he picks me up early. We go out to dinner. We go to Famous Dave's for yeah. barbecue. Right. And prior to this visit, the hottest sauce at Famous Dave's was the Devil's Spit. Devil's, yeah. 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 They had added two new sauces that were hotter than Devil's Spit. Mm. I don't remember what the first one is, but the second one, the hottest one, was called Wilbur's Revenge. Yeah, I was going to say, it was like something like Uncle Charlie's Rape Charge. Or yeah, something. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most hot that can be but uh, so we got our chicken wings tossed in the Wilbur's Revenge. The waiter begged us to reconsider. Really? He was like, you should probably try it first. So we put some on our finger and we tried it and it was hot as hell, but we were like, yeah, spin those up. We're in. So we eat our food. Because it was so hot, I was drinking a lot of Dr. Pepper. We left, got in the car, pulled onto the street, and waited at the stoplight. And when we got to the stoplight, my stomach was like, Say, bro, I got a shit. <laughs> His stomach just is <laughs> real to the point. So, it's right to it. We drove from 27th and Edgerton to the Bradley Center. All right. Got into the parking structure, down the stairs. Onto the escalator. By the time I got into the bathroom, sweating. things were percolating. Sweating profusely. Okay. Right into the stall, pants down. I am shitting lava. Okay? <laughs> it is nothing but flames oh, and bad, bad smells. Uh, I mean, if you can believe it, there were flames and water. It was... Uh, so, people are now coming into this large public restroom. And they're reacting to the odor that I'm emanating. Okay? And you know how you're laughing right now? So when they would walk in, they'd be like, oh my god. And that was that was my reaction. I would laugh, and then more shit would fall out. And I'm outside of the bathroom watching people leave like, oh man, like Godzilla's in the bathroom. I am courtesy flushing. But I can't flush the smell away. Nah, you know? That's there. And people continue to come in and react to it. And then I giggle some more, and then more falls out. It was, that literally is the worst shit I've ever taken in my life. So I guess what we're getting to, Jesse, is there a food that doesn't agree with your stomach? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, what's your, what's the, the, what, but better yet, what's the food that you absolutely like, but it doesn't like you? Oh, man, that's easy. That's ice cream, bro. Right. Like I'm a ice cream, I'm a ice cream fanatic. Like I, you name it, I'm doing the flavor of it. That's that's just how I am. That's how Catherine is too. She loves ice cream and it does not agree with it her. It does not agree, it's man. Not. Like I can, uh. I could go right now for some mint chocolate chip. Like that's my thing. Like you got some mint chocolate chip, 
is happening. That's Diet's crushed. Diet's That's not for crushed. me. You can have all of the mint chocolate chip. <laughs> mint chocolate chip is the top dog, man. It's it's good stuff, but no. You want to know what mine is? is? I'm going to tell you what mine is. Because ice cream, I can't. I know what it is. It, it, it will liver. agree with me, it right? Is. Liver. <laughs> I like liver. If it's cooked right, it's tender. Likes I like liver. Liver. All right. I'm sorry, I do. And it's because my grandparents and my mom made it so like better than anybody else. They would tenderize it so it wasn't veiny and shitty. Yeah. And they would actually um, marinate it in milk to take the weird gaminess out of it. Mm. And then they would bread it like a pork chop, you know, with a nice... And it was always good, right? Sure. Yeah. But the amount of protein and or iron in liver does something to my uh, stomach that is deadly. Like, just the, the odor is deadly. And my favorite story was I was at a Packer game slash wrestling pay-per-view at uh, Spirits. Was it Spirits? The one in South Milwaukee? Yes. yes, the one that burnt. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sitting on this high-top bar stool. It's like a two-level. There's like a little bit of a riser, and then there's people. And I'm just ripped. I, I had so... My gas was so bad. It's the only time in my life, Jesse, that I... Threw away the clothes I was wearing when I got home. Not That's just the bad. underwear, though. Like right. the whole outfit. The whole outfit. Gotta go. Right. Everything <laughs> has to go. Socks. And I'm just letting it go. And it's bad. And the whole bar can smell it, including Jason Masters, who was accompanying me to this event. But what he neglected to tell me is behind me the whole time, about three feet lower than where I was sitting, which would put her right around here. Sure, sure. Right? Right around the level of my waist. Oh, man. Was, at the time, Kato's girlfriend. (laughs) And I'm telling you, this gas was so thick she could chew it. (laughs) And she never fucking moved or said, hey, man, I'm sitting about ass hiding. (laughs) So, yeah, liver is the, the food that Will not. <laughs> not we'll get you bubble guts. Me? Yeah. Pretty much anything, honestly. That cheese? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a brick of cheese. That'll, <laughs> yeah. that'll mess me up. A brick like, of cheese. Yeah. A brick of cheese put you in the hospital. <laughs> a brick of cheese put me in. I was a singleman for for a while, you know, in my in my house. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to cook dinner. Sometimes you're just going to eat an entire brick of cheese and crackers. Am I wrong? You're wrong. <laughs> or like a whole tray of taco dip you get from Pick and Save. No, that's the thing. That's what I like But see, this is the problem. This is why I'm I'm overweight, right? I don't intend, because, I mean, I'm less active now since my neck and knees. But I used to be active. I coached baseball. I was, But yep. I can't, like, I, I was single for quite a while. And I would, like, buy a frozen pizza, and I'd cook it. And I'm like, you eat it, like, half and like, oh, fuck, I got to eat this thing now because there's nobody else to eat it with me. I'm just going to end up throwing it out, right? <sighs> so you eat a whole goddamn frozen pizza, and then you regret it. You're like, oh, what the fuck? If you're, if you're a single person living alone, you're not making something, you know, you're not spending time on it. You're not yeah. chopping stuff right. up. Yeah, no, no, you're just, right. no. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Was the fridge broken at your house? No. So you probably gotta hit the other half of the pizza, <laughs> right? I don't know that frozen pizza ta- keeps well, right? But would it have been so bad to throw two dollars and thirty eight cents worth of frozen pizza away if it tasted bad? Let but here's say, the other you thing: you cook a whole pizza, you gotta eat the damn pizza. Yeah, all right. Same, same thing. Happening, same thing right? with ice cream. So that's happening. I, I had to train myself to buy pints of ice cream because if I would buy a quart, like I was too, you know, I didn't want to do dishes, right? So I didn't want to put it in a fucking bowl. So I would take you're out the container, the whole thing, yeah. right? And you're watching a movie or a basketball game, and you're like, okay, you know. And then you start eating, it starts to melt a little, so you eat around the sides, and you try to make shapes out of this ball of ice cream now. And then by the time you're over, you're like, oh, the game goes into overtime, and like, I just ate a whole quart of ice cream, man. Yeah. Like, I didn't intend to eat a whole quart of ice cream. That wasn't my, my when, I, when I took it out of the freezer, I'm like, I didn't say, man, I got to crush this butter pecan, right? I'm like, no, I just want to eat a little ice cream. But you're going and you're going. And then in the typical bit of human laziness, I'm like, I could just get up and put this away. But I, I, I want to watch the game. It's starting to melt, so i got to eat this up. And you eat the whole thing, right? I mean, the other typical feat of laziness that I used to... Like, there was a time, and I'm, not, I'm ashamed to admit it, but i got to face my, 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 my past transgressions. 
I would be so lazy. My TV, you at my old house, yep. my TV was about three feet from the couch. And there were times where the, the it would either fall between the, the the cushions or fall under the couch. I couldn't find a remote, so I would watch the biggest piece of shit show <laughs> because I was too lazy to get up and physically hit yep. the cable box button. So I'm like, well, I guess I gotta watch this now. I get it, man. It's <laughs> awful. Like there, you know, when you live that life, which you never lived that life. I don't know. Have you ever lived on your I own? Absolutely lived that life. But that you happened. know, I'd come home. You know, you'd cook a pizza. You'd eat the entire pizza. You have crippling sleep apnea. <laughs> so you fall asleep immediately after eating. Right. And then you stop breathing yourself awake. That's how that goes. And of course, it didn't help because I used to, you know, we'd, par- we'd be out late, party out till 2, 3 in the morning. So your metabolism's always lowest at night. You're also the hungriest shit when you've been drinking. Yeah. So you're going to ingest a bunch of food. And to his point, you're going to go to sleep. Yeah. And you're just going to sit there like a brick all night. Just sitting there. So, and then the other big. Then you're gonna shit one. The other bit, the other thing that's a, the sign of true laziness is when you need to cook something in the microwave for three minutes, but it's too much effort to move your finger down to the zero, so you just hit three, 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 <laughs> and, and hit enter because you don't feel like making the extra dials on your. I think you really. I was the only one that did that. I, now I feel kind of better about life that I know other people. It happens. Has actually made this happen. The struggle's real with those microwaves. And the man. moment where you realize you're the fattest is when you have a package of hot pockets. You look at how long you're supposed to cook it, and you're like, "No, fuck that. That's wrong." And you put it in for an, like a minute and a half past that because oh. you know the middle's the middle's going to be cold. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say, well, you're cooking your Hot Pockets. You're looking for something else to snack on. Like, <laughs> I, don't I, I always have a bowl of pretzels next to the microwave. There's the string cheese. <laughs> I love it. I love it because people think, they look at me and they're just like, oh, man, you've been skinny all your life. Like, no, this has not been my whole life. Like, I come from being 300 plus. Like, trust me, I can tell you, like, me and a whole pizza and curling up on a couch. You were that big? I was three. That, I was 310. Yeah, I, that's what's oh, amazing wow, about, like, the huge. kind of shape you're in. Like, just the dedication that's... And you mentioned you're not you're 32. I'm 33. Yeah, I'm 33. So you know it's one thing to like get in shape when you're 19. The fact that you made a commitment in your late 20s, like I'm gonna take care of myself. Like that's we're cool. like a before and after photo. <laughs> look at here, wrestling yeah. helps. Yeah, because right? it's like all right, I gotta try to look good in the ring, right? Yeah, there so you I'm go. like, okay, I have no choice. I have to go and do this workout. <laughs> that's my thing. I think it's I got a good one that we can all... A good way have, to end on have this something. Is that what we're looking yeah. at? Yeah, about that time we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, rough Crossing. Oh. oh. I love Rough Crossing. I love, yes. I have nothing bad to say about that guy. So, yeah, at all. I will say this. Some of my favorite... So, I have different um, stages of my career. The early stage, the middle stage, and then towards the end, my our run in SWE was really probably the most fun I ever had wrestling. Because when I even when I was running Rebels... That wasn't fun because you were running shows, and sure. if you've ever run shows, you guys have. It's not fun. The fun might be maybe at the end if you had a good show, but then it's like, all right, now what are we doing next month, right? Like there's no fun in that. But being able to be part of the Ross family, the SWE with the four of us, Jason Masters, was part, it was like just guys' night out, fun, and then some of my better matches. So we had some great feuds with Urban Horseman. We had some great feuds with. Uh, um, a stor- storm, right? Yep. Which and we're keeping our eye on. I had, I dream please. I had a great match with Chase McCoy that I didn't think he was even capable of carrying me through it, and he did. Um, but we had a great feud with Dave Bell and Rough Cross, the tag nice. team feud. Nice. A long one. Yes, a nice. long one, and just some rewarding matches and some fun. And they were great guys, and they were great to learn from Dave Bell. Different personalities. Dave Bell, more of a teacher. Rough Crossing, more of just a rest. Like, hey, I'm a guy, man. I'm a dude. Like, yeah. Yep. But it, it was fun. It was fun times. And, yeah, I, I, nothing bad to say about Rough Crossing. Yeah. It's just it's always fun to watch. Yeah, Ricky's great. I like Rick a lot. He's always good for a chocolate. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Probably one of the more talented dudes in the Midwest could probably be about anywhere where he wants to go, you know. Mm-hmm. But and now a family guy. Yep. Yeah, but you never, you never get a vibe where he thinks he's above anybody. Right. Well, you know when what? You talk to him. More importantly, you never get a vibe. I mean, because that is important too. But there's just like there's no bullshit. Is it? Like well, he's that just, too. 
he's yeah. him. He's yeah. the guy who walks in there is the guy that that he, he was probably the same at the grocery store as he is at home as he is in the locker room. Sure. He's just that's who he is. Like, yeah. He's I'm here. I am. I'm here to do my job and have fun and. You know, take care of everybody, and all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, you know. he, he's one of the guys where when I'm going to ref one of his matches, I know I'm about to like, okay, this is going to be some good stuff here. Let's, I got I to gotta amp myself up a little bit because he's going to amp up automatically. I know this is going to happen, so I got to amp myself up. And there's only so many guys in the business that I'm like, okay, I know for a fact I got to amp myself up, and he's one of them. So I, yeah. I love working with the guy. And, and I'd like to apologize on the record for I stiffed him once in a battle royal. <laughs> And I still hear about him Good job. to this day. His back was turned. I hit him real hard in the back. And he went, oh, shit. And, he went down, you know, and it was a poor thing. And he's got a great name to, you know. Rough Cousin. Rough Cousin. Yeah, why don't you give us one? Oh, man. Like your blue shirt. How about I rip that blue shirt off, wrap it around my scrotum, and give it to every member of your family. Rough Cousin! <laughs> Let's let's run our new segment. <laughs> do, you, do you have to open up the Facebook machine? All right, yeah. and I'll let you pick. You know, because I, I think we know which one I'm probably going to go with. Okay, right. So we're not going to tell you whose page this is. All right, not at all. But no. we're going to read every week. We're going to read one of his public posts. So we're not doing anything. Nobody's going to call and try to sue us. Um, <laughs> we're just going to read it. It's out there for public consumption. Sure. It's Facebook, man. This post was from uh, yesterday right. at 8.29 p.m. Okay. okay. All right. About 24 hours ago. Just got to say, Tatanka is fucking sweet. <laughs> Easily one of my favorite wrestlers ever. It's a bucket list item to meet him. Your thoughts, Jesse? I mean, good for him, I guess. <laughs> Let me ask you a better question. Have you ever met anybody who said, on my bucket list is to meet Tatanka? I cannot say that that was on there. Uh, or anybody or do you like, know anybody man. that said Tatanka was one of their favorites to watch? Not even. Not even. I can't say. No. No. <laughs> so that's why I don't even know what you're talking about right now. I'm just like... Oh, the mystery... Every, my, my whole goal is we're going to do this every week, and at some point... Someone's going to connect the dots, but we're not going to tell you who it is. So, whether you think that's unpopular or not, we're not. Oh, hey, it's <laughs> yeah, like... What title is he holding in that picture? I don't know. Probably some North Carolina. Uh, it's like a, yeah, it looks like an old school, like an AWA or kind of belt. Okay. I met him at BCW. By the way, this song, it's, it's a little... So that, hey, that could have been that dude's bucket. He could have just driven to West Dallas for State Fair. Boom, done, and it was uh, off of there. Knocked off. Uh, Take us home, man. All right. Well, first of all, Jesse, thank you. I hope this wasn't too emotionally scarring. Oh, I'm going to have nightmares okay. about this. It's fine. It's oh, that's okay. fine. I, I, I okay. do all the time. I, in fact, I have nightmares thinking about when they make my life story because I'm going to be played by Brian Dennehy. So, and, and he's better looking than me. Vic the Stig Ross joins us again. His streak continues. Your new streak, uh, too, now. Two. Um, and by the way, I'm not trying to curry favor with you guys. Uh huh. But I'm going to beat Eddie Watson so hard, the Indian man who impregnated his wife is going to feel it. Wow. Well, that Indian man and Eddie Watson's wife will never get to finish the Kama Sutra. They're on page 63. Listen, well, I, again, I, I, first of all, we should apologize to Eddie Watson because, you know, we try to be inclusionary. On this is that show. a term? I think so. Well, we are inclusionary. We have a wonderful referee right on our show right there now. Go, but he's see? a wonderful referee as well, but he's retired, so I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Anyway, we've got some great shows coming up in the future. By the way, we were getting a lot of feedback, folks, on the Grease 2 episode we did, and it's all positive, all positive, and... Um, we may uh, put that out there as a best of at some point. Just that episode? Just the Grease 2 episode? Well, snippets of it, sure. sure. Tell them about next week. Uh, our next show. Our next show? Yeah. 
the big Detroit extravaganza. Oh, yes, yes. We'll even have a special guest who's only tied to wrestling was he was hit by a car. Oh, no. That's somebody else. <laughs> All right. That's somebody else. Yeah, we'll be in Detroit and Canada um, and catching some uh, indie wrestling as well as some um, semi-pro football, the way things have looked for the Packers. Um, we might have the first international Ross Family Matters broadcast. Oh, my gosh. We should do it from Windsor. You'll be under the back seat, though, because you won't have your passport. <laughs> yeah, we'll be able to get back into the <laughs> yeah, States. So. You, do, you do know that you need a passport. You don't need a passport to go to Canada. You need one to come back. You know that, Actually, right? I did not know yeah. that. I thought you had to have it both no, ways. No, I found that out the hard way. About 15 years ago, I went to Canada. I didn't need a passport. Sure. Eight years ago, I went there to, when I was working for the radio station. Didn't realize you needed a passport to get back. They don't tell you at the border when they let you in. They're like, hey, welcome to Canada. Yeah, hey. You know, when you go in, and then when you come back, the U.S. are like, mm, fuck that. So. Where's passport? Yeah. So. Hey, welcome to Canada. Go to a hospital. Just get checked up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that being said, good night, everybody. Thank you. Oh, my God.